good morning, good afternoon, good night. I'm here to talk about life, man. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Twan, back with another episode of the Open Minded Podcast, episode nine. Excuse me, we are here, we are live, episode nine of the Open Minded Podcast, y'all. I want to thank everybody for listening, man. We almost at episode 10, man. I want to get, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and clap that up, man. I'm going to say episode 10. When I get to episode 10, I'm going to try to do something special for y'all um, with the new update of the Anchor app in which I upload all my podcasts. Um, the Anchor app actually uploaded recently. Um, and with the new upload, basically what you can do um, is use the app to call out to friends. Um, and then you can record you guys' conversations. And, and I'm going to try to make that into an episode. So with it being the anniversary of the episode of uh, the Open Minded Podcast, open episode 10 i'm gonna go ahead and try to do something special for y'all like i said man and try to reach out to some of my good friends um and see if we can record a show um and then i'm gonna put it out for y'all um hopefully you guys enjoy that so something special in the works um the date is march 18th um with it being march it is the theme of this episode man is ncaa basketball man tournament style it's march madness man we are here we are live um so if you guys, you know, listen to my podcast, I know I say that a lot, uh, but just to reiterate, man, um, I'm a huge basketball fan. Um, I'm more of an NBA fan, to be completely honest with you. I like seeing the best of the best go at it, but I am an NCAA fan. Um, I really love March Madness, though, man. 68 teams, uh, win or go home, you know what I'm saying, head-to-head, man, one one through 16 seed on four different uh, sides. Uh, so they just go head-to-head, man, and, and, they, and they go out here and they play. Uh, anybody can win, man. And I think even though we're in only round two of the NCAA tournament, that's already been proven, man. There's been so many upsets. Um, since so many teams that's, that's knocked off legit seeds. Um, there's, there's also been history made um, this year so far, man. And like I said, it's only in uh, the round two. Uh, so this specific NCAA tournament, man, it's been really special for me personally um, because I was actually able to go see some games. Um, I, I've never been to an NCAA tournament at all. Um, I just recently seen my first NBA game last year, I believe, uh, for for uh, a Christmas gift that uh, my homie and his, his lady had bought him tickets. So uh, she allowed us all to go. So that was a huge experience for me. And then this year, man, I was able to actually experience um, the NCAA tournament, man, in person. Um, I had a really good friend who uh, whose brother had gotten tickets. Uh, so we went down there and saw it, man. We, we, we uh, drove down to Pittsburgh. Uh, it was on Thursday, actually. Drove down down to Pittsburgh, uh, hopped in the whip, drove all the way down. There was about a four-hour drive from here. Um, got there around four. The game started at 6.50. Uh, so we was able to chill out, relax, you know what I'm saying, and just enjoy each other's company, man. Just just uh, relax and uh, just be able to soak up the scenery, man. But it was so many basketball fans out there. There was people out there hocking tickets. It was just a weird – it was it was just a whole nother um, – whole nother experience, a whole nother environment that was, I'm so blessed, I'm so appreciative, uh, so shout out to my boy Jay, man, for, and, uh, his, uh, little bro, uh, Jamil for getting those tickets for us, man, it was a great experience, like I said, it was in Pittsburgh, uh, when we went down there, man, you see fans from all over the globe, and I mean, college basketball fans travel in packs, man, you see teams from Miami, you see teams from, Bama, you seen teams from Virginia, you see teams from Florida, you just seen teams from everywhere, man, California, everywhere, and it was all repping their colors, man, um, and it was just a nice sight to see, man, it's, it's one thing to watch it on TV, you see all the fans jumping and going crazy, you see the band, you see the mascot, uh, but it's one thing to actually be there, man, you know what I'm saying, and just really soak up the environment, soak up the, the team spirit, atmosphere, 
So it was it was one for the ages, man. It was fun. We actually got to see uh, Villanova and Rafford play in the first round, which is a one versus 16 seed, Villanova being the, the one seed. And then we got to witness an eight and a nine seed, which is the competition is a little more close. Um, so you so we knew it was going to be a good game. Uh, it was Virginia Tech and Bama was the ninth seed. Um, so the first game we got to see uh, was Rafford and uh, Villanova. Villanova's a problem. I'm going to just go ahead and say that right now. They're scary. I don't see them losing in the tournament, man. I think that they're they're it. You know what I'm saying? I think that they're a team that that is poised. They have they have they have a great mixture of freshmen. They have a great mixture of a couple of juniors. Actually, their two best players are juniors in in Mikael Bridges and Jalen Bronson, in my opinion. They look scary, man. And they did not hose bar the first round. They got to play Rafford. Rafford actually came out and hit the first three. Their crowd was into it. It was looking promising. And then Villanova reared off five threes in a row. Quick timeout. And then it only got worse from there, man. Jalen Bronson and, and uh, Mikel Bridges are definitely issues. that definitely can play at the next level in the NBA. Um, and they definitely showed that in the first round. Um, so that, that really wasn't a game. Uh, but the next game we got to see was one for the ages, man. And it was only the first round, like I said. We went to the first... Uh, we went to the first round and got to see those two games. Um, so, like I said, it was Virginia Tech and Alabama. Now, for those who know me that's talked basketball with me, um, a prospect that is a definitely an NBA prospect, possibly a top 10 um, prospect uh, going into this year's NBA draft would be Colin Sexton. Now, coming out of high school, I was not a huge fan of Colin Sexton. I thought he was just a cat who was really excited and really amped up, kind of like Russell Westbrook, but he was an unfinished product. Uh, he could, He can't really shoot the ball like that. He is athletic. Uh, he is explosive. Uh, but I just thought he was just a big ball of raw energy that, ha- that hasn't really channeled his skill. Um, and I think, you, and I thought it was overhyped. Boy, was I wrong. Let me just, let me just say that out the gate, man. Colin Sexton is a problem. Now, in the now in the beginning, uh, Virginia Tech had a great plan coming out. They was they was trapping all screens. That's how Colin Sexton really gets his points. They trapping all screens. They was making him get the ball up, forcing uh, Alabama to beat him with everybody else. And it was working. Uh, Virginia Tech had the lead going into halftime. It was up five. They even got Colin Sexton, Sexton into early, early foul trouble. I'm talking the first five minutes of the game. He had two fouls. He had to sit out. Avery Bradley or Avery, Avery Johnson Jr., which is uh, Avery, Avery, Avery Johnson, the coach of uh, Alabama, uh, his son actually had, had to come in to replace Colin Sexton. And out the gate, it was looking promising for, for Virginia Tech. When your best player comes... Get, gets out the game in uh, Alabama for Colin Sexton, you know what I'm saying, with those two early fouls, it was looking bad. Um, and then and then going into halftime, Kyle and Sexton was one for four with three points. I'm like, oh, yeah. I was right about my, my prediction earlier. That man is, that man is, he is a raw talent, you know what I'm saying? You see the potential, but he's just, he's just, he's just, he's just an unfinished product. That's how I seen him initially. In that second half, man, that man turned it on, man. I'm talking, he came out. And the beautiful thing that I liked about Colin Sexton that I, that I didn't know he had in his game, that I have to give him grade A credit for, was that even when they had him low-key on lock in the, in the first half, he was dishing that mug out, man. He was making sure his team was getting involved um, and letting him get the feel for the game. And he wasn't really hogging. He wasn't really trying to force things. He wasn't trying to impose his will in a negative fashion. He wasn't doing that. He was playing hard. He was getting his team involved, realizing rear. Virginia Tech's um, actual game plan, and he was playing smart, man. He was using the attention that they was uh, giving him, and he was using it against Virginia Tech. Now, now, unfortunately, Bama squad really wasn't hitting except for Petty, which that man also was hooping. Uh, but there really was, but there wasn't really hitting. Uh, but down the stretch, Petty kind of opened up the floor. 
Um, and then it was a little harder for them to just focus so much on uh, Colin Sexton. And that definitely showed in the second half. Because in the second half, Colin Sexton was able to get to the paint a lot more. He was able to disrupt them as far as defenses-wise. His jumper started falling a little more. He was getting to the line a lot more. He actually ended the now, – now, mind you, I said he went one for four in the first half. He ended the game with 23 points. So that shows how aggressive and how he stayed attack. He's he stayed in in an attack mode, but he but but he did it smart. And I have to give that man praise for that man because he was hooping. He single handedly, honestly, was the reason for Bama winning. Now I, I definitely think that uh, the cast of Bama definitely stepped up and definitely helped him um, and allowed him to get off because they couldn't really focus so much on Colin Sexton as far as Virginia Tech uh, goes. And then they was able to kind of open up the floor, but Colin Sexton kept that 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 ship afloat, man. I just seen, I, I just seen so much so much ability and so much skill. And yeah, he is he is kind of raw. He definitely needs to work on his jumper. Uh, but his IQ is there, man. He knows how to draw the the defense attention and to get his teammates involved. I didn't know that he had that coming out of high school. But even if he didn't, he definitely developed it now. So I was definitely impressed with Colin Sexton, man. I was not mad at all. Um, it was, we had we had great seats, man. Great atmosphere. Great people to be around. Um, it was just a really good time, man. Like I said, the atmosphere was phenomenal, and I'm, I'm definitely, definitely going to some more NCAA games. The blessing is, obviously, I'm here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, the first two rounds are going to be here in uh, Columbus, Ohio, so I definitely can't wait to uh, go in and experience uh, more games. Definitely going to try to have some more friends come with us. Uh, so it's definitely a good time, man. I, I definitely appreciate the experience, um, and I definitely look forward to seeing more and more games, man, seeing more and more prospects uh, playing on the collegiate level and then going on to the NBA. It's definitely fun. It was definitely a great experience. Um, I also want to talk about some upsets, man. Now, like I said in the, in the, in the beginning, um, there's some history being made. Um, now, first off, uh, I got to give huge shouts out to Leola Chicago. Now, nobody knew who this team was. Uh Obviously, they're a hell and out of Chicago. Uh, I believe, I want to say they're, don't quote me on this, I think they're like an 11 seed, I believe. Uh, they end up playing Miami um, in the first round. Now, I actually have Miami because they're sitting at a, a six seed. I have Miami actually going to the lead eight. Um, I see a lot of good things. Obviously, like I said, I'm a North Carolina fan. And the ACC, they actually beat us once. Uh, they gave Duke a good run. They beat Virginia. So I'm definitely thinking like, damn, Miami's definitely going to go a long way. That was cut short, man. Loyola. Chicago actually beat them in the first round, upsetting them, man. 11 seed being a six seed off of a clutch buzzer beater. And then Miami, I mean, and then Leola Chicago turns around to beat Tennessee the next round off another buzzer beater, man. Like, they're like they're, they're legit. Now, I, I, I definitely see them losing in the next round. But then again, it's hard to say that because I thought that Cincinnati would beat them, but Nevada beat Cincinnati. So it's like, man, that's, that's what's so beautiful about the NCAA tournament, man, is that you can... You can put your money on whatever team, man, and that's why they have ESPN has multiple millions of people fill out brackets because it's so hard. It's so unpredictable, man. And Loyola Chicago is that team. They're the team that's going dancing into the Sweet 16. They upset two teams, um, one in the SEC, one in the ACC. I was definitely sorry that they took out Miami because, like I said, I had them going to the Elite Eight. But they hit two buzzer beaters. They play hard, man. They deserve to be there. And now people are putting respect, Birdman style, on their name. So I got to respect them, man. But along with that team, a team that actually created history. I feel like Loyola Chicago would be the big team on campus. They'd be on ESPN. They'd be getting mad love. If, in fact, UMBC did not make history. Now, if you don't follow the NCAA tournament, or even if you do, this is a fact that a lot of people didn't know. I didn't even know that um, until when I actually traveled to Pittsburgh to see the, the two games we got to see. My friend actually let me know about this. Now, in 
NCAA history. I'm talking about since they started picking up a basketball with James Naismith, uh, created the game of basketball, and then it went to the to the collegiate lanes and then eventually to the NBA. There's never been a team that is listed as a number one seed, which Virginia was, and the 16th seed, which UMBC was. There's never been a team, there's never been a 16th seed that's beat a one seed. That actually happened this year, man. Now, and it wasn't even it wasn't even a close game. That's what threw me off. Like, if that was gonna happen, that's fine. Like, honestly, when I when we was in Pittsburgh watching the games, I thought Rafford had a legit chance to beat Nova. Boy, was I wrong. That was a blow from the get go. But nobody actually ESPN actually came out with the with the um with the statistic that stated that 99.24% of the brackets that was filled out on ESPN.com had Virginia had Virginia beating UMBC. 24% of those brackets had Virginia going to the final four. So nobody predicted this, man, besides the point, whatever, 75%. Nobody predicted this, man. So you know what I'm saying? So for you got it. You got to tip your hat off to UMBC, man. They actually, they, they, they was able to defeat the number one seed. Like I said, I think it was by like six hundred eighteen points. So it wasn't really a close game. So history, history was made, man. So I just think that this actual, uh, this this actual NCAA tournament is very special. Like I said to me personally, because I was able to see two games in person, and then history was made. So it's been a good year, even though my beloved North North, North Carolina fans was in, you know. They got put out in the second round. It definitely sucks. But we won it last year, man. So I'll, I'll take this year as, as a down. Yeah, that's fine. But history's been made, man. It's been a lot of upsets this year. Um, so it's, it's, it's a definitely fun. And like I said, this is only the second round, man. We still got the Sweet 16, the Elite 8, the Final Four, and uh, the uh, championship game. But with that being stated, in that championship game, I got Nova, man. Villanova, I don't see them being beat. Now, when, now when they play Radford, um, they look like a well-oiled machine. Jay Wright, the uh, coach for the universe for the University of Villanova, that man is a genius, man. Now, mind you, they have a mixture of freshmen, sophomores, and juniors on that team. I believe they even got a senior on that team. So they have the great, they have the right components and in, in order to win the shit. Let's not get it twisted. But Jay Wright has done an excellent job. He allows, in my opinion, their best player, Jalen Bronson, he allows him to work in the areas that he can score the best and facilitate the best and be an effective piece and asset for for their roster. He allows him to post up. Now Jalen Bronson's a bigger guard. Like he's kind of stout. Uh but he but he, but he's quick, but he knows how to use his size. Jay uh Jay Wright allows him to post up a lot of times and create that mismatch and kick it out to open teammates in order for them to get open jumpers and then for him to get post work. Um, he also allows Jalen Bronson to use his, his size on on the wing in order to get to the basket, man, to create opportunities for his team and to be aggressive. And then and then and then you got a six nine cat that basically came out of nowhere, Mikael Bridges, in my opinion. Now he is a junior, but I think he really blossomed this year, man. And he's really hooping, man. He's a cat that can de- that can defend multiple positions, can knock down the three. He's a great slasher. Um, he's just a, a huge asset to to that team. Um, and then they just have. Four or five other solid pieces, man, like that can knock it down at any moment, can get to the basket, create for other players. They got two solid bigs, man, that can shoot as well, and as well as getting to the rim. And, and they all, all of them defend. I don't care what color they are. I don't care what size they are. They all defend, man. You can tell that defense is preached heavily in that Jay Wright system, man. So in my opinion, I don't see nobody beating Jalen Bronson in the Villanova Wildcats, I believe their name is. Um, they're too solid, man. And then even when they play uh, Bama. Now, like I said, Colin Saxon was hooping. 
Let's not get it twisted. That man can go. And he definitely proved me wrong when I went and watched him play. But I said, after I watched Villanova play and didn't see Bama turn around and play, I'm like, yo, it's not going to be a game against uh, Bama. It don't matter what Colin Sexton comes with. They don't have enough. And, and people was arguing me at the game. No, I'm telling you, man, I seen, it, I, I seen the difference in Colin Sexton. That man can change the game. And he can. I'm not mad at that. And he's definitely going to be an effective piece at the next level in, in the, the NBA. But not here, man. I'm sorry. Not against a well-worn machine like Villanova. He just didn't have enough. And it proved. Villanova actually played them in the next round. Um, and they beat them 81-58. to 58. It wasn't even a game. That's what Villanova's out here doing, man. I'm telling you. They're a problem. I can't see them losing at all. Now, in my ESPN bracket, I'm a fan diehard, so I definitely picked uh, North Carolina to win it all. Um, but after we took an L today, unfortunately, and actually, and, and, and after Villanova's just coasting through the tournament so far with these two wins against Virginia Tech and then Bama, I don't see nobody beating them, man. I'm telling you. Villanova's here to stay. I definitely have them in the championship, and I definitely have them winning it, regardless of who they play. And honestly, I think they're going to win it by 10-plus points. Like I, like, I think they're leaps and bounds better than any other team in the tournament, man. But overall, man, the NCAA tournament is just a phenomenal a phenomenal event, man. So many teams have so many loyal fans. They actually show up and travel, like I said, and go to the games. I was fortunate enough to experience that. Um, and it's just the rivalries that uh, you actually get to see. Um, it's just more at stake, you know what I'm saying? And it's not like the NBA playoffs uh, where it's like seven games. You get, you get multiple times to actually figure out a team. It's like, look... You get one chance to beat me. I get one chance to beat you. This is your one chance. Let's see who, who who's who, who's made of what. And it really just comes down to shot makers playing defense and who has the, the, the game that day. But it really comes down to catchers playing hard, man. And you see these college kids going hard, man. They throw away all of the scholarships. Don't worry about none of that, man. Only thing, they, don't, they don't worry about their future. The only thing they worry about is right now. And it's just a beautiful sight to see that, man. And I hope that they only improve the NCAA tournament. But honestly, man, the format is perfect. So they just need to keep it how it is. Um, it just, I, they don't need to add no more teams. I hear people talk about that. Like, man, add more teams, man. Do this. Nah, man. Keep it how it is. It's a great format. It's a great tradition. Um, and it's just beautiful, man. And, and hopefully I get to watch, watch the NCAA tournament with my son. Um, you know what I'm saying? And the future, man, it's just definitely something great, man. It's definitely a beautiful sight. Um, and I hope to see better, 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 better basketball going forward in the tournament. All right, y'all. That's it for me, man. Honestly, uh, I just really wanted to talk about the NCAA tournament and March Madness and my experience with it. Uh, appreciate you guys for listening. Um, as always, I'm going to leave you guys with a prayer. Lord Heavenly Father, I thank you once again for this opportunity and this platform. Um, this episode nine. I thank you for all my listeners. Um, just continue to let your love and your presence and your will be felt um, in this platform and in my uh, future. Um, and just continue to bless everybody, Lord, and just continue to let this thing rolling and just continue to let your your blessings um, and help me, Lord, to continue to get better as a servant for you to use, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. All right, y'all. I appreciate you for your ears, man. Um, kind of a short episode, you know what I'm saying, this week, but I'm definitely coming back. Like I said, episode 10 is going to be special for y'all, man. So I appreciate you guys for listening, man. And above all, stay open-minded. Love.